all the movies, all those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 221. This is the official Marvel podcast of news, new releases, and Clamato Juice. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, Vice President and Executive Editor, joined by Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Marvel Digital Media. Look at that. AKA you got it in one. Vindaloo. <laughs> and Vindaloo we, Morse. And we also have with us Alexis Morrison, video intern. Oh, oh my last God. Name. Hey, she has a last name and she's got some enthusiasm, yeah. some chutzpah. <laughs> Terrific. So here we are. Hey, it's happening. It's, I, uh, it's This is the episode we're calling. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? We can't say it on the air because what do we call it? It's it's a basic episode because we have um, just our standard segments. Right. Nothing special. No twim URC. Right. No interviews. Just going to the Hollywood. Down and dirty. Just straight so up. So we're calling it basic expletive. Basic episode. Yeah. You can fill in the expletive with whatever yeah, you whatever, like. An expletive of your choice. You know what? You're choosing. Tweet Ben all the expletives that Please. you want to fill in there. At Ben J. Morse, tweet me what expletive you would like to have as part of the episode title. Yeah. And we'll start making that a regular thing. Totally. That's Whoa. a great department, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great uh, recurring recurring segment on yes. the podcast. Um, so, in, so, yeah. In banter. Uh, in banter I, news. In banter news, I just came back from Anaheim, and Los Angeles, California. Earning my respect. Yep. I did uh, the Star Wars Rebel Challenge for mm-hmm. Run Disney, which is a uh, the Star Wars 10K, which was on oh Saturday. Gosh. So six miles. We got up at 4 a.m. We met our contact at 5 a.m. We got pushed to the, the – we got sneakied into the front of the, uh, the placement by 5.30. We were off and running. And six miles, which is – a breeze. That's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. It's nothing. nothing. It's, it's do that in your sleep. Yeah, I, which you probably were at that point. Uh, we, you know what? We go to sleep very. We we're trained for these. Yep. I but, forget you guys are trained professionals. Yeah. So it's cool though. You get to run uh, before the sun rises for a while. Do you get to watch the sunrise? If you don't care about your time, sure. Yeah. Uh, That'd be me. <laughs> just be like, oh, look at that beautiful sun. Oh. And just slow down and enjoy it for a second. But you run through Disneyland mm-hmm. and Disney California Adventure. Okay, cool. Uh, and it's really cool. They set up all the. They set up a bunch of character spots. So uh, I got my photo with Boba Fett. Yep. Got my photo with Chewbacca. Yep. Uh, I ran past the people. Are these from, cosplayers or are these official? Costumes? These are official costumed experiences. Uh, I ran past characters from Rebels because I only know them in the two pages from the Kanan comic yep. every time we get an issue. And so I was like, I don't know who they are. And I kept running. And then I got online. I'll come back to something on that. Yeah. Keep going. I got online for BB-8 because there was a photo with BB-8. Yeah. And I was I waited in line for 35 minutes for a photo. I was waiting so long that security came to not just me, but everyone in line. They were like, hey – you should probably get going or else you're not going to finish the race. Mm-hmm. And so they have these things, these balloon ladies who uh, hold balloons and walk at the 16-minute pace at the very end. They are basically the last people. You have to finish before them. So by the time they got to me or, or the security got to me, I was still like 30 people away from getting a photo with BB-8. And so I had to say, screw it. So oh, I waited man. for 35 minutes, didn't even get my photo. 
ran. The balloon ladies were way ahead of me. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, like everyone. Yeah. But I sprinted, and I passed them by, and I finished, and it was fine. Uh, but it was, it was fun. Otherwise, the next day I ended up was the the half marathon. Oh, so that wasn't even... No, that's the... The, it's a 10k on one day and then a that's, half marathon the, the next off. yes and so the half marathon uh, Alexis and I are just shaking our heads I don't at know each how you other do it. I'm like why <laughs> are you doing this it was this? great and the next day my wife and I we got in line for BB8 it was perfect we got our photo it was adorable and we finished the half marathon and in that one you run about six miles in the parks and then another seven miles outside through all around Anaheim, but it was really cool. There was like cosplayers. We did this for the Avengers run. Run Disney does a great job. They bring out cosplayers, and there was I was telling um, someone they there was a, a guy who has a '70s style airbrush painted van, and it was all Star oh, Wars, wow. and it had like uh, I hope you did not jump in it. I thought about it. Okay, uh, and it said Death Star on it. It was really That's cool. Nice. There was really you know it was a really fun experience. Uh, got me thinking about the Avengers. Half marathon weekend that we'll do later this year. Some cool stuff. So I wait, what do. was the first one you did? Was uh, that the Infinity Gauntlet? That was the Infinity. So Gauntlet the Avengers thing. is a whole separate thing. Yes. Yeah, so they they and do these often. Are, when are you just going to go pro on this? Uh, never. Will I'm you still? Slow. Will you still host the podcast? Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe fame will take me away. No, we mm. need you here. Yeah. Uh, but it was really good if you have the opportunity. I highly suggest signing up for one of these runs. There's another one in April mm-hmm. in Orlando. That's the Dark Side Challenge, which I will be doing as well. Hopefully, if the stars align with some other scheduling that we have to do uh, work-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to try to do that, and that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. We get all these cool medals, and um, it's good. It's right. good times. I have two tangents to spin off Tangent during me. banter talk. Number one, I debate whether I'm going to do it or not. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to turn my wife full heel on the show. Oh, nice. Um, so my wife does not want to see. My wife. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get for. Uh, my wife does not want to see the new Star Wars. She does not like Star Wars. She refuses to see it. So as a result, because I like to spend time with my wife, I have not seen the new Star Wars yet, which you're aware of. Yeah. So it will be not this weekend, but the weekend after, finally, she's working on a Sunday. So I'm finally going to go see Star Wars a week from this upcoming Sunday. So I wanted to keep everyone abreast of the situation. Wow. Second Star Wars tangent, is Freddie Prinze Jr. the voice of Kanan? I know he's a voice on Rebels. I'm not sure if he's Kanan. I think he's Kanan. Yeah. Did you listen to him on Talk is Jericho? Not yet. It's in my queue. It's one of the most under... I, it, I would overlook it completely because I'd just be like, oh, Freddie Prince Jr. is doing a Hollywood one. It's fascinating. I know. He was a writer on WWE, right? Not just the WWE stuff, though. He was a writer on WWE, and he has some fascinating WWE stories, but just like his stories about like old Hollywood because his dad was an actor. Oh. Um, Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince the first. Um, but his dad... I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but his dad basically committed suicide when he was like Whoa. a baby. So he was raised by his mom, but also by a bunch of other just like random celebrities from the era. Like he had just, you know, like a, a godfather and like, a, you know, guys who he called uncle so-and-so and just his stories about growing up in Hollywood. Are incredible. The star Wars thing is he doesn't talk much about it, but it's, it's, and, and then, then the WWE stuff doesn't come to like, 20, 30 minutes in, and I was already riveted. Wow. Riveted. Really good podcast. Nice. I'll have to give that a little listen. Give it a listen. Yeah. It's a fun time. Nice. 
So that's that's the rant section or banter, banter. section. Yeah. We need we need uh, Jimmy Aaron to do some banter yeah. for us. Jimmy. We need, Jimmy. We need a new header for banter. It's banter time. It's banter time. It's banter time. It's banter, banter, banter time. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, and if you, you guys are listening to this thir- after um, the special will have aired, but the Captain America 75 mm. years of... 75 heroic years. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Uh, we'll have aired already and hopefully got to catch it. And uh, if you don't normally listen to our .5 episodes, because I know some people mm-hmm. do, some people don't, uh, I really suggest you listen to the point five episode we did that came out this week with yeah, John Cerilli. Yeah, one of my favorites we've ever done. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, someone that we've worked with for eight years now, and I share an office with him, and I still learn stuff about him that I didn't know before. And it was a really great talk, and we go behind the scenes of all kinds of stuff. Yep. I mean, it's just really, really good, and give you some insight into how we do things here at the Marvel. Um, but yeah, pretty and neat. if you guys missed Captain America 75 Heroic Years, uh, we believe it's probably going to be on Hulu. That's, that's where, what we think. That's where most ABC shows tend to go. Yeah. Um, I've been binge watching The Goldbergs, for instance. Oh, so good. Another great ABC so show. So good. Do you watch Blackish? I'm, that's going to be next. You better watch Blackish because I want to talk about that show with everybody. Yeah. It's I'm, so good. I'm catching up on all the like Wednesday shows because yeah. I'm realizing they're all very funny. Um, but yeah, catch that. And of course, if you missed marvel's agent carter we're angry at you yes very angry. but that will also be on there yeah totes my goats so watch all that but we got comics we got comics to talk about starting with captain marvel number one speaking of agent carter showrunners michelle fazekas and tara butters are the new writers on captain marvel along with chris anka who is the artist along with matthew wilson who is the color artist and this is all about carol danvers first day at her new job it's kind of cool it's like it, it, they they really did make it like a typical hey first day at a new job what's going on uh but in her case her new job is running alpha flight which is no longer a canadian superhero team but it's now basically what sword used to be i i love that alpha flight is not a canadian superhero team but, but it also is the canadian yeah. superhero team. all the all the key members from alpha flight are working for alpha flight i what here's what here's what i like to imagine happen Basically, the people who are running S.W.O.R.D. went to the Canadian government, Department K, or whatever department they use, um, and they were like, hey, we Alpha Flight makes so much sense as the name of our new space station. We really want to call it Alpha Flight. Do you guys mind? They'll be like, and, and Vindicator or whoever is like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll sell you the rights to Alpha Flight, but the deal is you have to employ Puck, Aurora, and Sasquatch. And they're like, okay, all right, that makes sense. And like, I'm, and I'm picturing originally like shaman, shaman, yeah, shaman was part of the deal. And they're like, no, we won't take shaman. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of filibustering and like going back and forth. But basically, that's what happened. But where does Black Panther come in? Because he has that like that Alpha Flight line in Secret Wars number nine. I think the way it's structured is that this is all funded by Wakanda. Ooh. It's Earth's space station, but it's funded by Wakanda. Is that is that a thing, or is that well? That's what he said in Secret Wars number nine. He's like, basically, we're gonna. But and, and the Ultimates operate to kind of break it down to get a little more Captain Marvel-y. This is Captain Marvel's first day at her new job. Her new job is running Alpha Flight, which is a space station that is kind of the first link between Earth and the stars. So if you want to come to Earth, or if you're going out into the wider galaxy. You go through Alpha Flight. It's it's almost like a um, like a ch- like an immigration checkpoint. Um, 
but with much less corruption and more spas. Um, but Captain Marvel spends her first issue, you know, adjusting, trying to find out if she wants to be at a desk job, being cute with James Rhodes, having a little bit of a clash with Agent Brand, who's still working there, and just getting acclimated to the new situation. Rocket Raccoon makes an appearance. Uh, she has to do some diplomatic work. Oh, Wendy Kawasaki from the previous Captain Marvel series is still here, which I thought was very cool. Nice little bit of connective tissue. But she's working on um, a diplomatic mission that ends up also involving her going out into space and punching some asteroids, which I thought was very cool. The art is brilliant on this. She makes a discovery of something she doesn't quite understand at the end. But to get in the, the hows and whys of Alpha Flight, here's how I understand it. Wakanda provided the funding for Alpha Flight, which is this space exploration mission. So it is somewhere where Captain Marvel works. The Ultimates, of which Captain Marvel and Black Panther are both a part, are based in the Triskelion, which is basically geosynchronous to the Alpha Flight satellite. So the Ultimates operate under out of the Triskelion, but they can also pop up, visit Alpha Flight, go out in space if they need to, which they've already needed to do once. Got it. Do you understand? Yes. Does that make it clear? I like it. Anyways, Captain Marvel, cool stuff. Chris Anka, killing it. Matt Wilson, awesome on colors. Uh, really streamlined Captain Marvel's look even more so from the previous series. I know a lot of people who have been anxiously awaiting this one. I'm sure you're one of them. I think they did a good job. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to uh, Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butters. Uh, this, I think, is their first comic book. It is work. their very first comic book they've ever created. And you, would, and you wouldn't know it. You would have no clue. Mm -hmm. It is damn fine. Uh, there's also a really, really good Puck moment in there. I mean, like, anytime Puck's on There's some really the good page, Puck stuff in general. He's you great. can tell they took to him yeah. as a character. But there's, like, you know, he's funny. And he's, you know, all those things that you think of when you think of Puck. But there's one moment where it was just, like, like smoke clears. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, this very I don't, sobering moment around Puck that is yeah. really good. Very, like, good character stuff. And they just, they nail it. They're so good. Yeah, I'm hoping we'll get stuff like that for Aurora and Sasquatch as we go on to yeah. the uh, expatriates of Alpha Flight who are forced to hang out on the space stations. Because yeah. it's like, really, Sasquatch... Oh, the thing with Sasquatch is... He's a genius scientist. He's a genius scientist, so it actually, he does... It does make sense that he would want to be there. Yeah. Puck... I guess he just wanted to see space. Aurora, I don't know why she's there. I, we're gonna From what I know out. of Aurora, she does not seem like the type who would be like, oh, yeah, space, sign me up. <laughs> like, her whole power is that she can fly really fast, yet she's in a spaceship. Sure. Why know. not? I don't know. It's Whatever. Good. All Alpha right. flight. Yeah. It's on, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on to Deadpool number six, written by Jerry Duggan, Scott Koblish, uh, and art by Scott Koblish, colors by Nick Filardi. Now, this is uh, Deadpool 2099. So this is, uh, I guess this is the first appearance of Deadpool 2099. It is. Well, Seeing the first appearance of Deadpool 2099 as Deadpool 2099. Uh, I don't... Yeah. The secret identity of Deadpool 2099 has appeared before. But I don't know if they reveal it in that issue. Got it. Okay. Because I haven't read... Um, pull, pull back the curtain. I haven't had time to read this issue of Deadpool yet. So oh, Oh, I see. Um, well, anyway... So I don't know if they say who's behind the mask. They do say who's behind the mask, but right. I don't remember this character's uh, specific existence. But I will I will talk to you about it offline. Yes, that's fine. That's all well and good. But um, 
super cool because this could have been like Jerry doing like a throwaway fun inventory, inventory story of like, oh, let's let's make a twenty ninety nine story. It'll be really funny, but it is completely tied to everything that you're invested in about the Deadpool series, multiple series that Jerry's been involved in. Um, incredibly like crucial to character development for Wade, for uh, his relationships, for the world around him. Uh, and it is fantastic. There's big emotional moments in here. Um, there's giant action. There's Scott Cobbush doing, as he always does, he's ridiculous spreads like look at that i'm yep. showing ben he's an artistic chameleon so it, that means he's gonna draw it in 2099 style yeah but this is like this two-page spread of deadpool with uh what looks like a team of gathered heroes maybe some avengers uh shield folks at fighting a uh, a menace i will not spoil mm -hmm. but there's this giant battle and it's like it's just gorgeous it's huge uh and then you flip over to the next page and there's like crushing emotional stuff it's really good it's just fantastic um but we this is a big there's a bunch of mysteries just spun off right into this um and it says to be continued so looks like we'll be getting more deadpool 2099 we will here and there yeah we're gonna it'll be sprinkled sprinkled yeah. throughout i love a good sprinkle speaking of sprinkles drax number three written by cm punk and cullen bunn art by <laughs> scott hepburn colors by matt mia uh, Drax has turned detective because he is on a planet. His, his initial deal was, all right, everyone's busy. I'm going to go kill Thanos. That's what I do when other people are busy. But he ended up on this backwater planet with his ship broken. So he needs to fix his ship and get off it so he can go find Thanos. Unfortunately, people are disappearing. Things are disappearing. Items are disappearing. Something's going on where just like this whole planet is suddenly missing things. Like whether it's robots whether it's Terax's axe whether it's pieces of Drax's ship they've gone missing so Drax has to turn detective and for Drax turning detective means a lot of punching and threatening and Drax's they, they really key into the obviously kind of the the big funny thing in Guardians of the Galaxy the movie was Drax's inability to take anything not literal they key into that so well here there's a line where they say you know someone's stealing the city from right from under your nose and he goes if it was under my nose i would see it happening and destroy the cowardly thieves <laughs> that pretty much sums up drax in this issue so he deals with a robot who he's like interrogating the robot trying to figure out what's going on and turns his back for two seconds and then everything but the robot's head is missing so him and this robot head that he is now carrying around just go around trying to look for clues they find some of the bad guys. They find some. They, they catch them in the act of stealing. Find out they're working for someone named the Serpent, who's a great reveal on the last page. Yep. Um, but the way he interacts with these bad guys is great. It's it's just Drax. You know, he he hucks the robot head and bangs one of them in the head, and one of the guys helps him out, and he repays him in kind for that. It's very funny. It, it's just a it, it's, it's a genuinely funny issue. There's good action going on. It's cool sci-fi. There's great space stuff, but it's genuinely funny, which a lot of times, you know, humor is hard in comics. Um, sometimes when you try to make something funny, that is the worst thing you can do, and it will make it very unfunny, but this is a really funny book, and I'm looking forward to after the humor in this issue, getting a big punch em up issue next issue, I think. The reveal character at the end showed up elsewhere recently, yes. right? 
It's a, it's, it's like it's a renaissance. It's a renaissance, it's and a I, renaissance. I couldn't be more delighted. Everyone, everyone was waiting for it. Yes. Uh, all right, Hercules, number three out this week, uh, written by Dan Abnett, art by Luke Ross. Uh, full disclosure: mm. we don't have the copy of this mm-hmm. issue here, and we're recording before it's released. Uh, so I'm going off of memory on this one. Yeah, uh, we got it in our bundles a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So we. Yeah. But I actually only read it. A couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Um, so you're uniquely qualified to recap the situation. I am. Uh, so at the end of the of number two, we saw that this uh, this other like this uh, old world seer sort of character yes. uh, had been attacked by oh, yeah, by I can't these. Remember the name? It's yeah, driving nuts. By these awful like the the big threat in the book is sort of targeting. Uh, Creatures and and deity like demigods and all these different things that are from Hercules's like his world classic yeah. time, uh, his world, his time, and so there's a big threat coming. And even uh, some of Herc's enemies are like like, hey, this is this is bad. We need help. So uh, this issue actually starts out with a fight between Hercules and. Uh, I think they're centaurs or kentaurs. Yeah, they're centaurs. Yeah, uh, but they're like these really cool designs, mm-hmm. and um, they they're like fighting. And then Hercules pulls out a gun, and they're like, "Seriously, you're gonna shoot us with a gun? You're the worst, Hercules!" And he's like, "It's not gonna kill you. We've got to change with the times." And it actually turns into a really cool moment where they talk it out. Yep. A little, you know. And then uh, they're like, Hercules, is like, "Go away. Let me deal with this." And they're like, "Cool." When you need us, call us on this phone. And the phone is like this weird flute. Yeah. And they're like, we'll come when you when you bang out a couple notes on that thing. Uh, it was pretty great. Uh, Hercules is just trying to, like, delve into this mystery. Uh, the character we thought, I thought had died, isn't dead, but there's maybe not long for this world. So there's a bunch of cool moments with Herc. Like, that was some nice, vague recapping there. Right? No, very yeah, I'm well trying. Done. I no, don't want to spoil too job. much. That's, that's the line we want. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's really good conversational moment between Herc and a bunch of characters in here. Uh, and you've got Gilgamesh, uh, Gil, Gil, um, just sitting around, rubbing his belly, eating snacks. He's and- my favorite. I, I love Hercules, so to say Gilgamesh might be my favorite character in this book is very significant. Yes, uh, but Gil like gets a little kick in the tush by Herc, mm-hmm. uh, and so goes out to try to help. To, to, to be the hero that Herc wants be. him to be. Yeah. And uh, things take a little bit of a turn by the end of the issue. And if you've seen the cover to number four, you have a hint of uh, what's in store. Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Season 2, number 15, is not in front of us, but I will hazard a guess that it adapts an episode of uh, Avengers <laughs> Assemble from Disney XD. Sure. That Joe Caramagna is the writer and that it is very faithful to the animated series. There you go. That sounds about right. Uh, we've got Max Ride Ultimate Flight number three, written by Jody Hauser, art by R.B. Silva, inks by Walden Wong, R.B. Silva, and colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, so right up front in this, uh, one of the kids, you know, like the, you have all these kids who um, are, you know, part of the flock. They were... Uh, messed up, not like, Raven's flock. No, although I was re- listening to Raven on Talk Is Jericho this morning. We're all about Talk Is Jericho. It's good. The, it's good podcast. It's good podcast. We, you know, Chris and I have emailed. He's I, he. Keeps I've got us like ships in the night. Ugh. When's he gonna come in here? I I will. E- if you remind me, I will email Chris Jericho to get him on. All right, in here, Chris Jericho, if you're listening, there's an email coming your way. Yes. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, one of the kids from the flock has they found his parents. Billy Kidman. Yeah. Damn it, Ben. Uh, found <laughs> his parents, and he's, like, going to go live with them. And it's just, like, really nice, sweet moment. Yep. The rest of the flock have to deal with Saturn and Hammer and all those guys. <laughs> I are love Harry Saturn. Yeah. Uh, um, and they have to deal with this, and they have to go back to school. And so, like, things start taking this crazy turn uh, where if you've been following the series, you know, the um, – uh, Max and, and her brothers and sisters and stuff now going to the school. They're under the care of this woman. And then it's just like everything gets turned upside down in this issue. Um, it's bonkers crazy, especially the reveal of an ultimate baddie by the end, uh, which was very, very cool. Speaking of very, very cool, Miss Marvel number three, gorgeous Cliff Chang cover, houses a story by G. Willow Wilson, the writer, Takeshi Miyazawa, the artist, Ian Herring, the colorist. And it is the conclusion of Super Famous, the first arc of the new Miss Marvel era. Miss Marvel has confronted the people who are using her image to try to sell some sort of housing development in Jersey City. They're ruining the city. They're gentrifying it. And they've, worse than that, they've kidnapped Bruno and put him in a bow tie and a button-up vest and brainwashed him into thinking he wants to be one of the servants. Who are they? They're Hydra, of course. So Hydra, I believe this is Dr. Faustus who's working with them, Mm -hmm. um, if my memory serves me correctly. So Miss Marvel tries to go up against them. Uh, This mind control compound they have is making it really hard because obviously she doesn't want to fight innocent people which leads to the team up we've all been waiting for between Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel and Mike Bruno's new girlfriend and this is really cool Mike is awesome I love Mike and I love the idea of Miss Marvel basically coming to her for help and Miss Marvel being the one who needs to be propped up even though she's like look your boyfriend's missing he's been brainwashed I can't tell you why he's really important to me but he is and I know he's important to you too uh, I think you can help me because Bruno has intimated that she has a way to help. And this is, it really is a team up where both Mike and Miss Marvel are equal partners. Mike's kind of, she's the Bruno of, because usually Bruno's the brains of Miss Marvel's brawn. And here she has to rely on Mike. Um, and they do get into kind of the relationship between Kamala and Bruno. They talk about some other stuff. Just seeing them interact is fun. Seeing them become friends is fun. They have to find a way to stop Hydra. Uh, Maybe they do, maybe they don't. It doesn't solve all of Miss Marvel's problems. The art is great. It really, this teen drama stuff is, is you know, my bread and butter as a 30-something-year-old man. I really love reading about teen drama, <laughs> and they're doing a great job at it. Yeah. Uh, all right, up next we've got New Avengers number five. Uh, I love this issue Yeah. so much. Well, given who makes a guest appearance, I'm not surprised. Uh, so we love these characters, right? We wanted to see. We it, this is this is the definition of because you demanded it. Yeah, towards us. Yes, totally. So first off, our new Avengers team is uh, Sunspot, Songbird, Hawkeye, Clint, uh, Wiccan, Squirrel Girl, White Tiger, Power. Okay, like you said that Hawkeye, yeah. Clint, <laughs> Power Man, Hulkling, and Pod. Uh, the creative team is Al Ewing, Gerardo Sandoval, uh, Dono Sanchez Almara. And, um, yeah, Dono does the colors. Uh, so you've got Don't your... Much <laughs> you've got your creative team. You've got your core cast of New Avengers. And they are work... They are basically... Sunspot took over AIM, turned it into a 
like a force for good, uh, still doing science, still doing crazy stuff, but doing it positively. They have Avengers Island. They're doing all this stuff. So first couple issues, we were introduced to Moradin, like the space wizard from the fourth or fifth cosmos, fifth. whatever it fifth, was, fifth like this cosmos. crazy Cthulian space wizard Ooh, monster. Nice adjective there. I love, I love everything about it. Right. Uh, but it more than basically infected uh, Wiccan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that you know a little bit previously. This launches right into things uh, with Morden turning into the Demiurge. Uh, so it's a reality <laughs> called. Uh, reality warping omnicidal supervillain yep and we're set in the the story starts and the set in the year 20xx which right there makes me happy this the year 20xx leads us to the avengers of 20xx and what what do they for what do they appear in we saw them in ultron forever yes uh ultron forever super fun series this is one of the coolest teams of Avengers. You've got Marvel Woman, who is Marlene Brashear, so... Presumably some relative of the Blue Marvel. I yep. don't know if it's a daughter or a granddaughter or what. Yep. She's a positive-negative energy projector. Mm-hmm. You've got Iron Mariner, who is Joko Krangson, amphibious armored Avenger, so he's like this... It's basically Iron Man Submariner. Yeah. Iron Fish. Iron Fish. Yes. Very good. Uh, King Hulk, who is Hulkling... Uh, but is you know the shape-changing space monarch, so he's fulfilled his destiny of mm-hmm. being you know the 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 Kree Skrull um, hybrid king. Uh, you've got Namorina, Dorma Mackenzie, Atlantean royalty, so presumably Namor's uh, Namor daughter or granddaughter or something yep, of some sort. Vision, who is Vision? Vision. Yep. Don't get no older. Uh, Collapsar, who yeah. is this one? Manu. <laughs> Manu Chauhan, size-changing space cop. But he's Nova, basically. He's a, he's a Nova. A size-changing Nova. Yeah, he's a size-changing Nova, but he's not called Nova. He's called Collapsar. I'll take it. Okay. It's fine. It's a good name. Uh, dead Thor Odinson. Yeah, he's dead. That, Don't uh, worry too much about him. The Demiurge just totally killed the crap yep, out of him. Off right panel. away. Um, you've got Captain America, who is Danielle Cage. Who is the daughter? She was the one we saw mostly in Ultron Forever. Yeah, the daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Madame Natasha, the director of the Avengers Initiative. So everything changes except Black Widow. You always get and Black Vision Widow. and Blue and Vision. Yeah, I always forget about Vision. Anyway, this awesome team Everybody of knows. Avengers here fighting the Demiurge and getting their faces destroyed, like absolutely monstrously housed in this story, and they realize. They have to go back in time in order to fight this and beat the Demiurge. Uh, because by the end of their part, Demiurge is won. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no contest at this point. Uh, so then we go back to 2016. We get to see uh, you know, Hawkeye being pretty cool, actually. Yeah, real you know, cool. Like there's, a, there's a cool Hawkeye moment. We get to see Maker, who is uh, the alternate Reed Richards. So if you're reading Secret Wars, this is a great place to I see more. I like the more. description of him, too. Evil alter- alternate Reed Richards. No, the where it says he comes in slices. Oh, yeah. Because as we saw in Secret Wars number nine, he got sliced yeah, up. So right. that was kind of a nice little That callback. was great. Uh, he also has uh, like brought over from the previous reality that he was in this his city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this really fun bit here with, with that. I won't spoil that. Uh, we get to see the team dealing with that, dealing with another secret organization, a uh, bunch of bad guys. Uh, and we get to see that something is wrong with Wiccan. 
And that is really like the driving force. Something is wrong with Wiccan. Hulkling is starting to piece it out, and uh, it's going to definitely lead to some nastiness coming up. Speaking of nastiness, the opposite of that would be Patsy Walker, <laughs> a.k.a. Hellcat, number two, written by Kate Leth, art by Brittany Williams, colors by Megan Wilson. This is a packed comic. I feel like I read like three comics in the course of reading this comic, um, and they're all different. That's the neat thing. One is Patsy trying to work retail which you wouldn't think would be an interesting story, but it is. Uh, the next is Patsy as Hellcat trying to intercept a thief in the mall where she's already working retail. So that's comic number two. Then comic number three is a kind of soap opera-y type thing with Hetty Wolf, a.k.a. her best frenemy. She shows up. They have a confrontation about Hetty putting Patsy's old comics back into circulation. And then Patsy calls a meeting of all of her superhero friends because basically she, she had a rough day and she wants to get burgers. Um, I think that kind of sums up the comic right there, actually, is the page where she texts America Chavez, Carol Danvers, Doreen Green, Jen Walters, Kate Bishop, Monica Rambo, and Valkyrie using different emojis, gets them to show up at a burger place, and then when they're all like, what's the emergency? She's like, oh, I just, I'm having a rough day. I want to get burgers. <laughs> and then Valkyrie tips her off as to who is causing trouble for her behind the scenes. And it's someone none of the characters have ever heard of. And I have certainly never heard of them either. So we'll hopefully learn who they are next issue. Yeah. All right. We're on to uh, another big number one. This issue, we've got Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer. He's back. Yes. He's been uh, gone for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, so it's written, same creative team. you got yep. Dan Slott. Uh, Michael Allward, Laura Allward doing uh, writing and art and all Picking that good up stuff. right where they left off at the end of the universe. Totally. And they're back. Boom. Uh, we get to see that things have changed for the characters here. Um, but before we even get to see that, we get introduced to a new uh, alien race, mm. the Hordax. Yeah. Um, that they are they're coming to Earth and they are stealing... Uh, basically all art, culture, fiction, um, to try to safeguard it. And we don't really know why. They're, they're doing this. Their intentions are kind of noble, but they're doing it in kind of a jerky way. Uh, and Silver Surfer and Dawn are like, hey, stop that. And they slap them on the hand. Cut it out. Uh, the, they go away. Boom. Surfer and Dawn go back to Earth. They Seems like a very, like, oh, well, that was just a B-plot. You don't need to worry <laughs> about them. Yeah. Um, and then we get to see uh, Eve, Dawn's twin sister, is pregnant and Whoa. married. Whoa. Uh, things have changed. Eight months later. Yeah, because they've missed a whole bunch of things. So they have a fun party. It's uh, Hollow Giving's birth miss. They, yep. they throw a party for Dawn. They get everything. Away. Yeah, uh, which is great. I want to eat all that food. Yeah, it looks um, really good. Super fun. Well. But the Hordax come back uh, in a larger force. And As they always do. Yeah. And they've actually come back in force and they've achieved a good part of what they try to do. They've stolen a ton of this culture and they've taken these uh, characters to, like the Hordex have this way to, to utilize the fiction to power themselves. And so you get just the most dance slottiest slot action in the world. Yep. It makes me so happy. Uh, you've got cameos from uh, sort of parody cameos from all kinds of characters in here. I will not spoil it, but I had trouble naming a couple of them. There's some deep cuts in here that I was like, I'm not It's possible. literature, man, and movies and TV shows and yeah, all sorts of stuff. It's dope, but uh, there's it definitely Zardoz. 
uh, over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. It's it's really really good. Uh, you're gonna dig it a ton. There's also a cameo from Madman mm. in here, which made me it's so legit. happy. Yeah, Madman uh, was in a uh, Marvel comic. Yeah, if you never read the All Reds Madman, you best go out and check that out. Uh, but all this happens, and there's a really clever way that they solve it. Uh, it's there's definitely like. Dan tapping into his Doctor Who side of his brain throughout this in, in all the best ways. It's a lot of fun. But all that happens and we figure out by the end of the issue why the Hordaks are doing what they're doing and are introduced to uh, this crazy new character who you can call a villain, but at the same time, it's one of those, like, thinks the character believes it's doing the right thing. I'm going to go ahead and say Dan, when he was here, Dan Slott, when he was here, not too long ago, told me where this story is going. Yeah. Um, it leads into the Surfer's 50th anniversary. I think Ooh. it's his 50th anniversary this year. Um, there's an amazing story coming here. This is the cool – of all the Silver Surfer Dan has done so far in this first year, nothing lines up to what is coming up in this book. So it's almost – I almost take this out of consideration for my Swim of the Week because I know the larger story. Got and it. I was so excited just to see like little inklings of what I know is coming there. Ah. Um, and speaking of inklings, let's talk about Star Brand and Night Mask number two after Ryan gets done with Star Wars number 15. Ryan, over to you. Uh, we were written by Jason Aaron, art by Mike Mayhew. Uh, so this is cool. You've got a painted uh, issue by Mike Mayhew, who yep. has done tons of Star Wars work before, uh, previous to our run with the, with the series again. Uh, but this is one of our... Um, you know, from the journals of Obi, old Ben Kenobi. Old Ben Kenobi. So we've gotten one or two of these bef- previously, but it'll tell a, a story of uh, Obi-Wan in those years after uh, episode three, before episode four, when he was watching over Luke. Uh, so this one is really cool. It's young, just whiny, dumb, ugly, young, stupid, young Luke Skywalker. Wow. Uh, on Tatooine, just, he wants to race. He wants to fly. He just don't, wants to fly, man. Don't we all just want to fly? Uh, but he's he's messing up one of um, Uncle Owen's speeders, uh, and we get to see a cute little cameo from Biggs. Uh, you know Biggs, right, Of course. Ben? Everyone yeah. loves Biggs. Uh, and you get to see Obi-Wan like watching over things. Cool stuff with, uh, you know, with, with Jawas, which I, you never really get to see a lot of interaction between Jawas and other characters except, you know, when they're doing those transactions. But there's a neat little bit in here. And uh, Obi-Wan fighting, I don't want to say who mm. or what. Uh, there's just lots of really fun little things in here that having watched, it, once you watch something like, you know, A New Hope, you can see how this is reflected back and forth. Uh, and then you get to see Uncle Owen, who makes me dislike him. Uh, dislike him? Yeah. I get it. I get why. Yeah. But, like, I get why he has his reactions that he does, why he says the things he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm like, ah, you jerk. But it. because I'm so, I have such an affinity for Obi-Wan mm-hmm. here. Uh, did you like you more on the side of Uncle Owen? I have not read this issue yet. Okay. Full Uh, disclosure. Got it. Full Uh, disclosure on this podcast, guys. 2016, it's what we're doing. Yep. Uh, But it's really cool. Uh, And then you get to see Jabba. So this would have been, what, like, you know, 10 years or so before episode four. Uh, But you get to see Jabba and a character. Is he looking good? 
He looks great. He looks great. Uh, he's got svelte. Yeah, he's he's well got uh, uh, a bounty hunter in his employ, who is a character we've seen in other Star Wars comics, uh, not in the films, but in the comics. Okay, and it made me very happy. When you get to it, Ben. You're I'm excited. I'll be reading it on the way home today. Deadpool and Star Wars, I think, is what I have left, basically, to read. Uh, but one thing I did read was Starbrand and Night Mask number 2, which I mentioned briefly earlier. It's written by Greg Weissman. Art is by Domo Stanton. Colors by Jordan Boyd. We conclude Starbrand and Night Mask's war with Nitro, Graviton, and Blizzard, who are under the influence of some sort of weird mind-meldy thing, so they're all kind of out of it, but... It's it's a lot of, you know, after our reading of the original Starbrand last week, it's kind of cool to see these new versions and how their powers work and what they're getting into. But more so than the supervillain battles, which take up about the first half of the book, is back at school, Nightmask's concerned that Starbrand has completely lost touch with his humanity. And he's supposed to be the universal protector of humanity. So he needs to get back in touch with them. Nightmask does a good job, and Domo Stanton does great art on basically recapping the short but eventful histories of Nightmask and Starbrand. We've got a supporting cast starting to build here. We have something going on in space in the Kree area. Um, and we have more villains coming to cause problems for Starmask. Starmask? Nightbrand? Yeah. Starbrand? Nightmask. The whole gang. This is a this is a surprisingly fun book. I wasn't sure what to expect out of this one, but you know you get two characters who are basically blank slates. Greg Weissman, who's great at fleshing them out, and Donald Stanton, really impressing me on the art. Nice. Uh, one book we forgot to mention because it's in the wrong spot on our list, and we had we do not have the issue in, <coughs> in Go front of us. us. Is Astonishing Ant Man number four, uh, and that features. Uh, Ant-Man, and this is, I'm trying off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, Ant-Man has to do security for um, uh, Darla, Darla Deering for her, concert. for her concert, right? And there's a celebrity basketball tournament, the mm-hmm. basketball game. Uh, so there's really fun bits. There's great stuff between uh, Scott and his daughter. Uh, like, Scott's just, he can't win. Can't win. He can't win. Uh, also, we've got uh, Beetle in here. Uh, there's Bone Zone action. Yep. Uh, it's terrific. It comes really right out funny. and funny. Yep. Uh, and we see by the end of the issue our all new Giant Man. Yes. Now I wanted to ask Ben, has did did I miss the Ant Man annual? Yes. That, has, that is that? where Giant Man debuted. Did I, you not read the Ant Man annual? I never got it. I'm gonna lend happened. it to you because it's one of my favorite stories from all year. It's the final team up between Scott Lang and Hank Pym. You didn't I read this? I was reading this, and uh, who was here that week? And the new Giant Man appeared in Ultimates, which yeah. I don't even know if that came out yet or if I read it. No out. idea. No idea where we are. So yeah, because all to be fa- to be clear, in full disclosure, listeners. Yes. Uh, this is the year of full disclosure. Our books have been coming in really weird These order. Are waves. We've got issues here for next week, which we have to remember mm-hmm. for for next week. Issues we- from weeks ago that yeah. we're just getting. We, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so it's all over the place. I was reading some PDFs to catch up and yep. doing stuff. So sometimes we're a little crazy. So at some point in the past, pres- present, or future, Ultimates will come out and Giant Man will be in it. Yeah, and the Ultimates was great. Yeah, it was great. Really, really great. Yeah, you definitely need to go back and read Ant-Man Annual number one. It's really funny. Uh, it's really touching. The new Giant Man is a very cool character. Well, if it's if it's already out, then I'll just grab it on the app. You should. Uh, and I'll, I'll read it that way. I'm definitely looking forward to it because, like, 
the character <laughs> is shown right at the end of this issue of Ant-Man, mm -hmm. and it's a not the most flattering like introduction if you've not seen the character before. But him in Ultimates is like the most awesome yep. like five pages of him. You're like, who is this guy? He sounds terrific. I don't know anything about him. So yes, the Ant-Man annual is mm -hmm. where you want to get more uh, of this new giant man. The all new, all different giant man. Terrific. All right, so back to order. We're at Star-Lord number three. Written by Sammy Humphreys, art by Javier Garon, colors by Antonio Fabela. And this is really the issue where you see uh, Peter Quill become a Ravager. It's him bonding Indeed. with... What? Indeed. Yes. Him uh, bonding with... Uh, what's his name? Yandu. Uh, him sort of like proving that, hey, he he can hang out there. He's yeah. He's smart, he's clever, he's capable, uh, he maybe messes up here and there and he's kind of a goof, but he can get the job done when needed. And uh, it's really, really fun. There's just really excellent montage action in here. Uh, there's like three, four pages, two pages of, uh, yeah, maybe it's just, yeah, it's like three pages of montages of Peter Quill running with Yondu, drinking, burping, smooching, uh, wooing, the smooching. Fighting. Oh my gosh! So much smooching. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's possible implied bone zone action. Well, we don't know. Yeah, it's a montage. You it's don't true. know what happened. It's true. You don't know what they slipped in there. <laughs> and uh, it's terrific. Also, what's terrific? Peter's Atlas sweatshirt. Yeah, we need. Ooh, I yeah, want we one need of those. To produce those. I need Mass that. Produce those. Uh, really, really great. I love this book. Javier Garon is phenomenal. I know I say it every time, but damn it, that art is beautiful and it is so detailed. Let's put a bow on this week with a pair of uncanny titles, shall we? Starting with Uncanny and Humans number four, written by Charles Soule, pencils by Steve McNiven, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Sonny Go. The Inhumans have traveled back in time to try to thwart Kang and rescue Uhura. What that means is they have to go all the way back to you. Know how whenever an Inhuman does anything crazy, they yell like, Great Randak or Sweet Randak or something like that. Randak is the original king of the Inhumans. He's a scientist. 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 Scientista. Hello, I am a scientist. He's, he's revered by all of the Inhumans. So they go back to his time because that's where Kang first dropped Ahura off. So we get Child Ahura back um, after the devastating fight with his older self last issue. The Inhumans have to go up this time against Kang and all that he brings to bear against them. Johnny Storm's in action. Beast is in action. Ahura has to decide whose side he wants to be on. There's some great just like facial acting by Black Bolt. The art by Steve McNiven is super detailed. There's a really touching moment between Medusa and Ahura. And Ahura ends up being the badass of the issue. He's the one who solves the Kang problem and has become a much more interesting character moving forward for this first arc of Uncanny and Humans. Meanwhile, over in Uncanny X-Men number two, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Greg Land and Jay Lyston again, colors by Nolan Woodard, we check in on Mystique, who is somehow tangled up with the Hellfire Club and working at cross-purposes to what the X-Men are trying to do, although we haven't really called them X-Men yet. We've got Magneto and Psylocke trying to track down the remaining healers because they know someone is out there. We know it's the Dark Riders. Great old, like, apocalypse jobbers who have now been elevated to 
mid card at least status, or they're getting they're getting a push of some sort. Apocalypse jobbers is the best term ever. Yep. They were old school apocalypse jobbers. They were basically like if Apocalypse was um, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan. They were like the NWO B team. Yeah, they were running out there. They were Vincent and Stevie Ray and uh, all those guys. Scott Norton. But that's the thing. You go to Japan, Scott Norton was yep. the biggest deal. Yeah, if you go to Japan, the Dark Riders are huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge in Japan. Huge in Japan. Um, so Psylocke is trying to help Magneto track down the remaining mutant healers because that's who the Dark Riders are targeting. They find Elixir, um, and the rest of the issue is about Monet and Sabretooth, who may be one of my favorite new pairings, just because of Monet's kind of... Are they... I, they, I don't think they're, they're yet, mm. but I could see them heading in that direction. Um, but they they play off each other really well. We had some cool stuff with Elixir here, who is you know, a character from the last 10 years who sometimes gets to shine, sometimes doesn't. He's trying to get his life together. The Dark Riders show up. We get a fight between the Dark Riders against Monet and Sabretooth, which is nice. We get to see the Dark Riders' powers in action. And some really grisly, brutal stuff to uh, conclude this last issue of the week. Terrific. I love yeah. grisly brutals. That's how we that's how we conclude. Also available, guys, True Believers, the Groovy Deadpool, True Believers, the Meaty Deadpool, True Believers, the Wedding of Deadpool. We are continuing to reprint key Deadpool issues that you guys can pick up and read. It's like something Deadpool is happening. Yep. Who I, knew? I don't know. It's something's going on with Deadpool. Who knew? All right, Tomb of the Week. What do you got? Captain Marvel number one. Captain Marvel number one. It's a good pick. Uh, I thought Captain Marvel and Silver Surfer both la- launched very strong, but I am going to give mine to Drax number three. Nice. It made me laugh, and I like that. I like laughing. Yep. Laughing is good. It's good for you. Speaking of laughing, I watched Ted 2 on the airplane. I, we talked about this earlier today. Not on the show, though. No, not on the show. And I, I found it delightful. It's a delightful movie. John Cirilli thought I was stupid. Really? He, he, he was not as much of a fan of it as I was. And uh, I had a lovely time. But as we said, as you and I discussed, you did watch it on an airplane, yes. which alters your viewing of movies because you are trapped and have nothing else to do. So any movie that's remotely good becomes much better than it. Yeah, the air is thinner. Your brain yep. is like, hey, just enjoy it, bro. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, more things for you guys to enjoy. Collections on sale this week. All New X-Men Volume 7, The Utopians, Marvel Frontier Comics, The Complete Collection. Dude. Dude, yeah, dude, what dude. is that? Dude, 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 Please. dude. All right. So I got the. I saw this on my desk this morning when I got back. Go and on. I was like, what the hell is this? I have literally never heard of Marvel Frontier Comics. I have no idea what it is. It's a UK Marvel oh, UK imprint. We love us some Marvel UK. And it's got like Mark Buckingham art. Really? It's got. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of cool creators. I and I just flipped through it really briefly it's a bunch of like it's they're they're not very long arcs it's probably mm-hmm. i mean the book itself is very thick it's large it's got tons of stuff in it um some girth it's, yeah it's got a lot of girth got a lot of heft uh and it, it looks really cool they my my take on it is almost it looked at first blush very vertigo-esque mm. i'm not sure what the content is fully inside there's some really cool stuff uh but Definitely something to check out when you go to your local comic shop. Uh, take flip through it, take a look at it. It seems like one of those like hidden classic gems wow. that we didn't even know existed. I didn't know it existed, so definitely. Uh, also, Punisher Max: The Complete Collection Volume One is out this week. Star Wars Lando, Thor Volume One: The Goddess of Thunder, 
Thunderbolts Classic Volume 1 has been re-released, and X-Men Inferno Volume 1 is out there. Nice. Uh, also on sale this week, in addition to, I think, what all we've talked about, more or less. Mom- it, I yeah. think Marvel Universe doesn't go on. No, I think it does. Cause, does it? Yeah. All right. uh, so all that we've talked about, plus Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, Spider-Fly Effect Infinite Comic, number yep. one. Yep, we uh, we reported on this a little while ago. It's a new Infinite Comic starring Spider-Man and Silk, and it's a time travel adventure. Cool. I like that. I uh, haven't read it yet. Also, haven't read X-Men Worst X-Men Ever. Can't wait three. to read it, though. Yes. Uh, those, because we record this before the episodes are available, or the issues are available to us digitally, uh, we haven't gotten a chance to read it, but the first issue was any indication mm-hmm. that X-Men Worst X-Men Ever is going to be really good. Also on sale on the app this week, we've got uh, Daredevil Redemption 1 through 6 and Marvel Universe Avengers Infinite Comic number 3. Digital collections on the app this week, we've got Amazing Spider-Man, Inhumans, All-New Captain America, Inhuman Error, Captain America, Red Glare, Hulk, Son of Hulk, Dark Sun Rising, New X-Men, Childhood's End, Volume 5, Ruse, The Victorian Guide to Murder. Super good. Yep, Made that. We overlooked. Uh, Star Wars Lando. Thunderbolts, Like Lightning, and Wolverine, Dark Wolverine, Volume 2, My Hero. And over to Marvel Unlimited, we've got E is for Extinction, number 2, Future Imperfect, number 3, Kanan, number 4, Loki, Agent of Asgard, number 16, Magneto, number 20, Marvel Zombies, number 2, Old Man Logan, number 3, Punisher, number 20, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Woman, number 9, Star-Lord and Kitty Pride, number 1, Uncanny X-Men, number 35, where Monsters Dwell, number three, and Years of Future Past, number three. Tons of Secret Wars goodness once again. I was watching football this weekend with some friends. Yes. And uh, my beloved Arizona Cardinals, who won, were playing, and their quarterback, Carson Palmer, is an older gentleman. Okay. So I started singing, Old Man Palmer. <laughs> and my wife challenged me said, she goes, do you even know what the original version of that song is? And all I could say was, in my mind, it's Old Man Logan as sung by John Cirilli because yes. he sings it all the time. Yeah. So that's that's my only frame of reference as well. It's actually Old Man Winter. Oh. There's a there's a real song. Oh. Yeah. We're meeting Old Man Winter this week. It's oh. chilly out here in New York City. Good segue. Yes. Into news. Time for the news. All right, we got plenty of news for you guys this week. First, starting off with comics. You've been wondering where Steve Rogers is? No, you haven't been. He's been in Uncanny Avengers and all those other places. But as those who watched the Marvel's Captain America 75 Heroic Years special know, he is coming back to his own ongoing series because you demanded it. Captain America Steve Rogers will launch later this year, spinning out of the standoff event. It will be written by Nick Spencer. It will be drawn by Jesus Saiz, making his Marvel debut. Whoa! Yep. That's awesome. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we have the first cover. From indications on the cover, it looks like Steve is back to his prime. How does that happen? Uh, you're going to have to read Standoff to find out. The cool thing, though, and what Jesus talked about a lot in the interview we did with him, is he does not take the shield back from Sam. So Sam still got the round shield. Steve gets this new shield shaped like his original one, but there's like an energy dagger on the end of it. I can't really describe it well, but if you see the art, it looks really cool. Like he can pull it out? No, like oh. the whole bottom part is just sharp in an energy way, and it also splits into two halves so he can have a shield on either side. Cool. It sounds like it's going to be really cool. So Captain America's Captain America Sam Wilson continues. Captain America Steve Rogers 
debuts. We're going to have two Captains America for the time being. Jesus says he's worked on Swamp Thing with Charles Soul. Um, not sure. I think. I don't know. He's Maybe. worked on some cool stuff in the past. He worked on a, a Checkmate book with Greg Rucka back in the day that I really liked. Hmm. Um, he's he's a great artist, and cool. we're thrilled to finally have him at Marvel. Uh, speaking of creative changes, A-Force, after the first arc, is going to undergo a change. Kelly Thompson, who's been helping out on the book, is going to become the sole writer. Ben Caldwell is going to be doing the art, and Ben Caldwell is another really talented dude making his Marvel debut. And showing off more new art, we did an Invincible Iron Man sketchbook with the great Mike Diodato last week, just in time for Invincible Iron Man to kick off its second arc, War Machines. Over in the world of games, as we continue to count down to LEGO Marvel's Avengers, we debuted a look at Iron Monger, who will be a part of the game, and Avengers Alliance, any minute now, is going to start their new spec op featuring Red, She-Hulk, and Winter Soldier. Hot dog. Um, couple new video series have launched recently. Yes. So, uh, Ask Marvel launched a hit to much fanfare. Yeah, it's the bell of the ball. Yeah, it was on the EW mm-hmm, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did our first episode with Dave Bautista. Yep. Uh, we have more coming. We've filmed a bunch. We're filming a bunch more. Uh, it's fun. So if you want to have your tweets to Marvel included in a possible Ask Marvel video for the future, could be answered by anyone from you Clark, never know. Clark Gregg. Yep. To uh, Jed Whedon and Marissa Tantron, who are uh, showrunners for yep. Avengers Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. President Obama. Could be Obama. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows who will get? Blake Garrett is behind it, and you know that he can get anybody. Yeah. So you never know who's going to show up on Ask Marvel. Yeah. That's going to be pretty Literally. great. Literally. Uh, so just tweet using the hashtag Ask Marvel. You can ask a very Marvel specific question. You can ask some wacky questions. Mm-hmm. We kind of like the fun ones because they make for fun answers for yep. uh, for the folks who are answering. So um, send as many as you want. We want all your questions. Ask Marvel. Uh, and our other big video launch for, I guess it was last week, yeah. is Marvel Arena. Uh, Marvel Arena is a one just like fun battle series. Uh, it's two characters fighting it out. It's uh, written by Aubrey Sitterson, uh and uh, the artist is a fellow named Greg and they worked on it together they brought it to us they came up with this cool thing we workshopped it and um, it's bonkers Yeah, it is one of the weirdest coolest things that we've put out if you guys remember Liquid Television from MTV in the 90s I know we've referenced it on this podcast before it's very reminiscent of that yeah um, and so it's cool we're going to do a bunch of episodes of that and uh, it's very divisive, it seems, mm-hmm. on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, if nothing else, and I think that's fine. It's gotten people talking. That's all we're looking for. Yeah, and I think it, it's fun, it's wacky, it's weird. Check them both out on the Marvel YouTube or on Marvel.com. Uh, all right, that's pretty good. Let's uh, let's see what the West Coast has. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello there, this weekend, Marvelites, for another thrilling installment of the Strummy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Strummy. I am Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. Wait, is that how we normally start off? Do, huh? I, do I normally say, hello there, I'm Marvel.com, and then you say your bit, and then it's 
and we're here with another thrilling I don't know. Okay, I don't know either. Anyway, we're here to talk about what's going on this week in Marvel TV, movies, etc., etc., etc. Big thing, of course, this week is the return of Marvel's Agent Carter. We had our two-hour season premiere. If you checked it out, you know it's awesome. If you haven't, check it out before next week's all-new episode, because we are back. All-new episodes every Tuesday, 9, 8 central on ABC. To celebrate the occasion, we've been doing a ton of stuff. We recapped each episode of the first season. We uh, had a couple of, we had a ton of interviews with the cast every and the creators. Everyone from Hilly Atwell to James Darcy to Chad Michael Murray, Enver Jokai, or I'm sorry, Enver Jokai, uh, Leslie Boone, Kurtwood Smith, Reggie Austin, uh, Win Everett, uh, Curry Graham, um, Executive producers, Michelle Fazakis, uh, Tara Butters, Christingus. Apologies if I missed anyone in there. But we had a ton. We had a bunch of new featurettes that I produced uh, with the help of our lovely uh, shooters. Uh, I think Steve Acevedo shot one of them. Uh, No, Steve did not shoot. Yes, Steve did shoot one of the ones that we debuted. And uh, uh, Jim... Jim Cunz did the other one. That sounds right. Yeah, yes, that's what everyone tunes in for is to find out. I'm giving what, credit where credit is due, and our brilliant editor Brian Stevie, and of course the sport of everyone. I'm, you know what? I give credit, okay, Patrick. That's why people like me. Um, anyway, you can check those out now on our YouTube and on Marvel.com, or on Facebook, or on Twitter, wherever you like. Uh, one of them introduced fans to Whitney Frost, played by Wynne Everett. She talked a little bit about her role. Another introduced uh, Dr. Jason Wilkes. Actor Reggie Austin took center stage in that one. And then, if you watch the episode, you know it opens up with Peggy foiling a bank heist. Uh, that's the very first scene of the second season. We spoke with stunt coordinator uh, Casey O'Neill to talk about the process that went into making that sequence. Very cool stuff. Um, Whitney Frost, I think she sounds cool. Oh, boy. We also have the return of This Week in Marvel's Asian Carter. Of course, for this series, I do episode commentaries with the writers and producers of the series. Uh, Since it's, you know, there's a two-hour premiere, so we did two commentary tracks. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. The first with... Uh, the writer of uh, the season premiere, Brent Engelstein. He was joined by executive producer Chris Dingus. Always a good time with those guys. And then the second episode, we spoke with writers Lindsay Allen and Eric Pearson. Tune in to that to hear more. Uh, we are doing some stuff. We're spotlighting Bernard the Flamingo because he is amazing. Um, coming up. Do you know why flamingos are pink? Why? It's because of what they eat. What do they eat? Like red krill. Seriously? Yeah. So were you to feed them, like, that's problems that they have in zoos and aquariums and whatnot, is if they don't feed them the diet that provides them with that pinky color, they get really, really pale. Huh. Well, where'd you learn that? Uh, Just... In your in your old in my uh, travels shed, your, in my, your shed aquarium days in my travels uh-huh. um oh my that's a lot of Marvel's Agent Carter 
action. Of course, we'll have some clips from next week's episode coming up. Next Tuesday, we will have a piece featuring the best quotes from the season premiere. Um, and maybe a couple other surprises that I'm trying to cook up and send your guys' way. Well, with all that covered, we can now jump on to another TV series because we announced this past Sunday that Marvel's Jessica Jones is getting a second season on Netflix. Uh, celebrate, I spoke with uh, some of the cast of Jessica Jones. We'll have those interviews eh, probably within the next week posting. Um, and uh, yeah, I also got a chance at that Netflix event to talk with some of the cast of Marvel's Daredevil season two. So those will also be coming probably, probably in a few weeks for those. I want to tie them to some other stuff that we've got coming up, uh, but that doesn't happen for a few weeks. What else is there in the world of TV? Did I cover everything? You've got an announcement in the world of television, Patrick. Yep. What is it? Well, the animated adventures of Spider-Man and the Avengers returns to Disney XD in Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man vs. the Sinister Six. Vs. the Sinister Six? Vs. the Sinister Six. Vs. Versus, yeah, that's how some people pronounce it. Eh, well, here's the thing. I I think there was a point where they were planning to call it uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man V, the Sinister Six, but they were like... You still pronounce the V as versus, Patrick. But it's like, why would, why would anyone name anything V anything else? That just doesn't make any sense. How well like, played, like well played, sir. Do you get paid? Do do studios have to pay per letter for the title of a movie that, or I don't know, animated series, whatever it is yeah. you might be talking oh, okay. about? So yeah, uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six, and it's not even the Sinister Six; it's versus Sinister Six. Oh, you are spending. I hate money. saying the title out loud. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that will be returning Sunday, February twenty first, on Disney XD. And that will be the uh, the fourth season yep. of uh, Ultimate Spider Man, and it is currently the longest running Marvel animated series. Yes, that is true. As of uh, it, as has, of has in, outpaced in, the X Men. Animated uh, series. The 90s animated series by three episodes at this point. Yeah. X-Men and, ran for 75. Ultimate Spider-Man is currently at 78. Uh, I thought the X-Men animated series was 76 episodes. Uh, it could be 76. You might be right. Either way, it just barely it just barely passed it. But don't worry. There's a whole new season coming full of uh, awesome web slinging, wall crawling, uh, uh what are Talk other? about Avengers. What are, well, in case that's not enough animated adventures for you, we also have new episodes of the Avengers animated series. So on March 13th, which is also a Sunday on Disney XD, tune in to catch a new episode of Marvel's Avengers colon Ultron Revolution exclamation point. Some of those punctuation marks I added myself. Others I pronounced when they did not need to be pronounced. I uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the the animated series, uh, 
did have an exclamation point at the end as part of its official title, and I was always very insistent that it be included whenever it was written out. Huh. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. You know what? I don't think anyone on the internet has told me about that show. Definitely not when I'm trying to post a clip of a new animated series or a series that we're currently working on. No one ever reminds me about that show. So this is completely brand new news to me. You are feeling saucy today. Uh, so the new, yeah, those new animated series, series, seasons will be coming February 21st, Sunday, and also March 13th, also Sunday. Great. Do you have anything else, Patrick, or can we get to our big announcement? Well, before we get to our big announcement, I think uh, I was speaking with Blake Garris earlier this afternoon. I'm not familiar with that individual. He, d- I don't know. He does stuff with toys for oh, our yeah, site. He, yeah, he does the toy. That was what like, is that? <laughs> that is your embracing a, your own Midwestern. It's a Midwesterner that grew up in the South. What does it sound like? Uh, we were talking. He said... Well, I say, well, I say, uh, when our readers head on over to a website and they start listening to the podcast, and I said, Blake, I don't think many people listen to the podcast like through Marvel.com. I think it's a lot of people subscribe and then listen to it at their own leisure. So what I posit to you, dear listeners, is tweet to at Strami, at Blake Garris. That's yeah, probably his yeah, Twitter handle. Yeah. And at the Wolfman and hashtag where you listen to this podcast, whether it's in your car, whether it's at the office, whether it's when you're working out, just let us know because this is scientific research to prove to Blake that he is wrong, that nobody listens to this podcast through Marvel.com. And, and, and we want to you guys to take this very seriously because Patrick and I love nothing more than proving Blake Garris wrong. And uh, I would like to give a special shout-out to someone on Twitter who claimed that last week's episode was our best episode yet, and I think they included a hashtag farts, which is a reference to when there was silence on the podcast and I had nothing nothing to say other than fart. Great. All right. So whoever that was, I've already forgotten. With, I'm with, glad you enjoyed it. With, with that, uh, also I want to take a moment actually to, because I know listener at Raf AB has been asking about when Marvel's Agent Carter will be available on iTunes in France. I did some digging around, and I can tell you that there are currently plans to make it available um, but I cannot be any more specific as to timing. But hopefully sooner rather than later, you will be able to enjoy Marvel's Agent Carter over there in France via iTunes. And that doesn't, that's, doesn't really answer his question. Well, he, he was asking if it would ever be available, and the answer is yes. I don't think he'll be happy with that answer. Yes, it I, for will. one, would be furious with that answer. If I, tr- <laughs> if I reached out from the void of the Internet and wanted to contact someone at Marvel, and they said, stay tuned, I would start angrily tweeting at them. Okay, so as if these podcast sections of Patrick's and I's, as if they weren't long enough, 
We're here to announce that we are establishing the oh, West, that's right. oh, the gosh. West Coast edition of this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. Of course, you know those uh, those East Coast East Coast boys have been doing it for a while. I don't know what accent that is. Nope. Uh, I don't think that is an accent. Um, but we're doing it, and the twist is is Patrick has not actually read very many classic Marvel stories. To be fair, don't know how to read, so shouldn't be held against me. To be fair, he has pictures. Right, so, but that only tells you so much. Uh, anyway, so I will be introducing Patrick to some stories, and occasionally we'll read some stories that, uh, that he has already read, uh, the two of them. Um, and uh, we are beginning with the 1990s epic, the classic... Cap Wolf Saga from Captain America number 402 to 407. I'm sold. Wolves. There yes, are wolves exactly. in it. Exactly. So. It is in your honor that we are doing this. So if you want to read along with us, uh, we will be discussing it on the episode in two weeks, which is February. 20th. Yep, it is February. February 27th? No, shh. It's going to be the. Tenth. I am doing right? maths. The third? No, eight. The third. Yeah, third. the third. Well, whatever, whatever the first Thursday in February Oh, well, then that'll be the fourth. All right, then the fourth. So uh, we will be discussing Cap Wolf. You can tweet us, but use a special hashtag, TwimWest, T-W-I-M-W-E-S-T, with your thoughts on the classic epic Cap Wolf. I cannot wait to introduce Patrick to this story um i think it'll be a good time and then we will alternate weeks with the east coast crew and uh every now and then we might do a story that they've already done i definitely know i'm going to introduce patrick to the x-men epic inferno at some point what's the uh executioner song it's not ava- it's not all available on on marvel.com on unlimited hmm is it available on comiXology yes there you go. No, but that's the entire point of this is Marvel Unlimited. Oh, boy. Uh. Anyway, so tune in for that. It will be a great time. Uh, with that, I'm going to give you an abbreviated sign-off because we've already talked for like 27 minutes. So thank you all for listening, and we'll be back in seven more days. I always apologize for the Wolfman. Questions and comments. Questions and comments. Questions and comments from you. Alright. Right. Time for questions and comments, as we said, yep. in the little stinger audio that you've already heard. You can send us your questions and comments using the hashtag this week in Marvel. Or you can email them to us at T W I M P O D C A S T at Twim Marvel. Podcast. At Marvel.com. Do we have anything in the email box? We do. We All have right. one in the e box. Uh, this is from Eric Tupper. He says, finally, I've listened to <laughs> all 218 official This Week in Marvel episodes at least once each, and I finally get to comment without having to have a Twitter account. Uh, he says, I absolutely love Strami's impromptu Chewbacca impersonation in episode 218. It was his greatest moment, but <laughs> but he lost it a moment later with his Wookiee Christopher Walken. Oh. Eric says to Strami, just don't do that again. Wow. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to stop him, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. He'll do it again. 
He says, otherwise, you guys do a great show. Thank you, Tupper, for the email. Thanks, man. Thanks for using the email box. Uh, over to Twitter from Brian Neal at Crufix. Two words, oddball special, Uncanny Avengers number four. That's technically four words and then a number. Um, <laughs> but that's his pick of the week. Chris Letson, Sir Simba, says... Wait, so the oddball special number... That was from... That was Uncanny Avengers number four. Yeah, who... Pi- it was Rogue pitching Deadpool. Pitching De- Deadpool. Deadpool. And he, like, yeah, there was a really great line that Deadpool says. He's like, Logan was right. Like, yeah. this is great. Yeah, it, it was, was really, cool. really fun. Pretty cool. Over again to Chris Letson, Sir Simba. Y'all should convince Jason Manzukis to write a one-off. Hashtag Bone Zone. Hashtag Talking Tang. Uh, so, speaking of Jason Manzukis, yes. on my flight to L.A. last Thursday, uh, guess who was on the plane? Well, I'm going to guess probably Jason Manzukis. Jason Manzukis yeah. was on the plane. Makes sense, given the context that we're going through. Yeah. Here. And I really wanted to, like, uh, say hey, because I've met him before. Yeah, we've met him before. Um, met him before, but he was on He was a Hollywood phone call. Oh, no. You know, he was, you know, had yeah, the headset yeah. in, he was talking, doing business, sitting in his first class of seat. Of course. You know. Fine. I didn't. I didn't talk to him. Were you not in first class? No. Wow. It's a lot of money. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, but we. Uh, I th- did talk to Jesse Falcon. Okay. Afterwards, and uh, I told him I saw Jason because they're like best friends. Yeah, they're like brothers. Yeah. Basically. Essentially. Um, all right. So that's my Jason Manzukis moment of the week. Yep. We'll have another one next week. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Willis says uh, the West Coast segment has been in stereo for a few weeks now. We've had Stromy in only one ear and Patrick in the other. That Dan- sounds like sounds like a dream. That sounds like a dream come true. Yeah, you, only one ear having to deal with either of those jokers. Uh, Daniel, thank you. Uh, we are going to make a note about that to Blake as I point to Alexis. Alexis. Not paying attention. Uh, yeah, we're going to make a note about that comment to let Blake know to do whatever he has to do to compress that yep. into one uh, mono bit. So, Daniel, you get... 50,000 twin points. For, what? Yeah, 50,000. That's an insane amount of twin points. Yeah, for the, being the only one who has pointed out that Stromy and the right. Wolfman are monsters. All right, it's your show. Uh, Daniel also says, also, the Cullen, Bull- Cullen Bunn interview was left ear only. Mm. Wow. Well, at least you could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're not audio people here. Yeah, we're not techno wizards. Yeah. Uh, but this we is do good. what we can. This helps us. We will uh, make sure we're, we're fixing these. Um, let's see. Who else we got? All right. Daniel says, wasn't Luke Cage and Iron Fist both originally supposed to release this year, or did that change because of Daredevil Season 2? Daniel, we never said when um, – we, we kind of been constantly vague about yep. uh, any release dates. I mean, we don't say exactly when. We say coming soon or in the future. Uh, it's – I don't think we've ever laid down anything for Iron Fist. No, we definitely haven't. No. Uh, So there's that. So minus 10,000 twin points from you. But that's okay because you get that 50,000 bank. So now now he's down to 40. Uh, See what happens here. Daniel says, what's the terrible thing Cyclops did that keeps getting mentioned? Do we know? If so, what series issue should I read? We do not know yet. It happened at some point during the eight-month gap between the end of Secret Wars and the beginning of all-new, all-different Marvel, and we will find out at some point, and it will be monumentally huge. Yes. Uh, Daniel says, Confused by Uncanny Avengers and Squadron Supreme, did Steve Rogers lose all his super soldier serum or just get old? Just got old. He's still got the super soldier serum, because if not, he would be, you know, 
frail, weak Steve Rogers. Instead, he's just still brawny but old man Steve Rogers. Yeah, he's got yeah he's got that strength there. That old man strength <laughs> on top of his own super, super soldier, soldier strength. strength. Yeah. Uh, finally, Daniel says Tony Roberts has a golden voice that I could listen to all day. Tony, I assume that's one of Blake's one of Blake's friends interview casts friends. So, yeah, <laughs> one of his BFFs. Gay comic guy, yep, I even bake in my Captain America shirt because that's how I roll. Sends us a lovely picture of himself and a cake that he made. A nice little, looks like a strawberry layer cake of some strawberry sort. Strawberry shortcake, Strawberry maybe? shortcake, looking good in the Captain America shirt. I don't really like cake, but I like pie. So Interesting. Uh, gay comic guy, you should be making pies. Make some pies. Send them over this way. Heywood, HWU, last week pick was Invincible Iron Man 5, Two Doctors, Tech, Magic, a lot of stuff to close the first arc. And then last week pick, this is the second pick for this, was Uncanny Avengers number 4 by Jerry Duggan. Here we get the mission statement plus a surprise cameo. Yeah. Justin Rogers, 77. Are you going to have Arthur Parsons back on This Week in Marvel before Lego Marvel's Avengers is released? Before? No. At after, some point, uh, after yeah, I, I would think for sure, because it'd be kind of cool to talk to him post post-launch after we've seen a lot more about the game and it's out there and stuff. Uh, also, because he's in the UK and we're in New York, yep. uh, it makes it tough. But I do have a London trip planned soon, mm. and I'm going to plan on bringing recording equipment, so I should schedule. Uh, a little visit, a little wee visit with Mr. Parsons. You should also uh, warm up your your accent. Hello, hello, Arthur. You want to talk about that Lego game? Yeah. So you'll fit it right in over there. Yeah. Kyle Charles, Johnny Timballs. Laura is the Wolverine doesn't kill. I have no problem with it. Totally dig all new Wolverine. She's done plenty of killing in the past, and that's been a big part of her character progression is getting to the point where she doesn't anymore. I like the costume changes and breaking the fourth wall in Angela, Queen of Hell. Uh, it's like she is hosting an award show. Because hmm. you do both those things at an award show. You you change your costume and you also break the fourth wall. I like it. You got to feel sorry for young Cyclops in all new X-Men, but I still support older, older Cyclops just saying. So you support older Cyclops, yet you don't know exactly what he's done. He's just blindly supporting him. Will you? Yeah, that's an interesting... I like that. Fanaticism. It's an interesting point. Will you support older Cyclops once you find out everything? Dun, dun, dun. Now let's come back to that, Kyle. We'll come back to it. Uh, Cat Wizard. Weird World just became one of my favorite books. That's Cat Beast, who is a wizard. I love that book in Weird so World. much. It hurts my insides. Deadpool versus Madcap. Man, that issue was awesome, but mega depressing at the same time. The Vision is one creepy, awesome book. It makes my skin crawl. And the writer of Carnage, Jerry Conway, is such a tease. But I like the buildup. Carnage versus Toxin will be epic. Jerry's one of those guys who knows how to draw out a uh, story. Yeah, he's, knows he's, how to make you wait. Knows what he's doing. He's a bit of a pro. Uh, Quentin Tice says, The most devoted I've ever been as a comic slash art fan. Uh, Looks like he's collecting all of the John Tyler, Christopher uh, action figure variants, yeah, which says, is very cool. Appreciate the run. And, yeah, it's all those uh, classic Secret Wars action figure covers. Uh, those are the Secret Wars ones. Mm -hmm. I wonder, Quentin, do you, you continue? Yeah, do you also get the ones, like, because we've done them for Star Wars. We've done them. We're doing for all the books now. All the books. Yep. Maybe all the all-new, all-different Marvel books. Maybe we'll get a This Week in Marvel one. Yeah, I hope so. I sure. mean, it's, it's about time. Get a nice little two-pack there. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, a two-pack. I like that Strawman and the Wolfman don't get their own. We It's two two-packs. Oh. 
And then there's we ch- got to have a Blake. There's a well. There's a chase figure of it's Blake and intern. <laughs> and the intern's just a blank figure that you have to draw on. <laughs> I like you get it. Blake. Um, all right, Raph AB uh, says Ready Player One is getting a movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. Cool. Leopardon, Spider Man's Mecca, will be in it. I hope. When is that coming? I don't What's know. The update on that. I you know I haven't seen anything about it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but I. Uh, I don't know if if Leopardon will be in it, but if you've never read Red Player One, read it. it. Read it. I love it. I've learned that a lot of people don't like it. I know. I find that fascinating. I feel bad about that. I have your uh, copy still. Okay. No, but I, 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 because I uh, took it on the train with me a bunch of times and it got scuffed up a bit, you may be getting a new special copy. (laughs) Just make sure it's not the one that's signed because I have one that's signed. It's not the one that's signed. Okay. Um, all right. Unless that got rubbed off somehow. Yeah, you ate the page <laughs> that was signed. Uh, Raph says, Avengers of Mighty's Heroes adapted so many comics. The Secret Invasion one was fun to watch. It was a great show. That was a great show, yeah. yes. Uh, Raph says, Disney, Disney Kingdom comics are now on Marvel Unlimited. Makes me curious. Can we get Mickey and Donald comics too? We don't have any Marvel Mickey and Donald comics that we own, I don't believe. Yeah, it's, it's not the... S- not quite the same. Yeah, like Disney if, Kingdoms we produced from Marvel. Yeah, if we made them, maybe. Look, if we had like Don Rosa and Carl Barks um, duck comics, what did I say? Barks. Oh. Which is probably what his name would be if he were a Disney character. Because he'd be a dog. He'd be Carl Barks. <laughs> is it not? It's Banks. Carl Banks? I think so. It's Carl Barks. All right, look it up. All right, uh, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go to the research. Yeah, stat guy me. Yeah, we'll look it up. <laughs> uh, but if we had those, I would be so happy because I'm sure I'm almost positive uh, I've talked about them uh, many times before on uh, on the podcast and how much I love Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck and all the classic. That's uh, a different guy. Ducks comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right guy. <laughs> it's, it's, this, this Carl Barks is nope. not the right guy? Nope. Okay. Nope. So Carl, this Carl Barks, the cartoonist who worked on I mean, Uncle Scrooge. And, he maybe and was a cartoonist who worked on Uncle Scrooge, okay. but he wasn't the right one. Okay. Carl okay. Banks. Okay. Great. Uh, so I would love them. I don't know if there's any chance of that. I don't at foresee the, at it. At the present time, it's not happening. Because there's, there's other stuff that would be cool too like uh, Mark Wade did um, the Incredibles uh, Incredibles yep like stuff like that or, or the Muppet stuff that we've reprinted in print yes but we've never done digitally so I would love the opportunity I just don't know that that's going to happen alright Raph says Avengers Station is coming to France in April what's interesting oh, cool. to see slash do there everything yeah I mean there's lots of cool costumes and little uh, fun experiences in there so you learn something without realizing you did until it's too late haha <laughs> science your face off uh, Raf says, I should send a mail to Agent M and Ben Morse with audio files so they don't destroy French names in this week of Marvel. You won't, that won't stop us. No. no. I'm going to destroy those names. We will tear them apart. Yes. Uh, Raf says, just recorded a message for Alias Investigations. Hope Jessica Jones will answer. Well, keep those fingers crossed. Yeah. Never stop believing. Raf says, read Hickman's Fantastic Four until the end of three. The last issue, mostly silent, is heartbreaking. It's a gut wrench. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, Look like, looks like Al Ewing is bringing back Danielle Cage as Captain America from his Ultron Forever story in New Avengers. That's true. It came to pass this week. Dun, dun, dun. Randy Cruz tags all of us, including Tom Brevoort, and says, Gotta get on This Week in Marvel sometime. <laughs> LOL. Uh, I was on Randy's podcast. I don't think we're going to have you on our show, Randy. It 
we do what a lot is, of what stuff. What is Randy's podcast? Uh, Cruise Control. Oh, fun okay. show. Uh, does a lot of fun stuff with uh, sports. And nice. He talks wrestling and nice. comics. and Good show. Thanks for listening. Ronaldo Raymondo says, Loved Spidey Deadpool issue one. Deadpool's slowly regenerating legs and hands were hilarious. That was a funny book. Yeah. Ref Gemlin, Agent M, your UK impression is very Dick Van Dyke in Mary Popkins. Mary Popkins? Mary Poppins. <laughs> Aim for more Julie Andrews. Posh Brit works so well. I can't do Posh Yeah, Brit. I know. You're more of a salt of the earth. You know, you like know, I, I come from class the streets. Brit. You're a Union Jack type. How Not she Captain talk? Britain. Does she talk like that? I can't. Like, it doesn't even make sense yeah. in my brain. Well, because, yeah, I feel like it's like, you know when... You know when a singing group uses, like, their pitch pipe and they'll do, like, dude, and yeah. then that'll set the pitch? I feel like going, oi, is how you set your pitch for <laughs> yeah. your accent. It's it's hello. Yeah. And that's all I can, it's often running from there. Yeah. So, no. No uh, no Julie Andrews on this show. No. Which is something I never thought I'd see. <laughs> Listen to episode 216 of This Week in Marvel on the way to the gym. Yeah. yeah that's right. Best of luck to Tucker. Possibly the best intern the show has seen Whoa. so far. We, have, we should tell uh, Alex Lopez, new Marvel employee, yeah. that he was called out by Ref Gemlin, who yeah. I think he thought was probably his friend. Someday we should read the fate of Italian Tucker on this show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you, so did I, you finally, finally read your letter? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we have the same one. I or hope if it's so. like a choose-your-own-adventure. I hope so, because he, he hand-wrote out yep. the letter. Yeah. So, so. that would no matter how you slice it, it's yeah. a delight. Yeah. Um, really glad that... Oh, we got a whole bunch of Tucker tweets here. Really <laughs> glad, however, that hashtag Italian Tucker... Oh, yeah, that's right. I hashtagged it, as you should. Made a fabulous appearance in This Week in Marvel 216. <laughs> I had to look up what DJAF was after hearing Agent M say it on This Week in Marvel. I learned something, and the show was kept clean. See? Boom. Do you know what it means, Ben? Uh, uh, you can see the wheels turning. You don't. I don't know. There. Tell me Tell me offline. Yep. When we talk about Deadpool 2099. Yeah. Um, what's this? This Week in Marvel episode 217 is Tucker's last show. Wasn't that episode 216? Don't make this goodbye more painful than it already is. <laughs> Alexis, this is what you have to look forward to. You have to build yourself up yeah. to the point where you're getting fans yeah. tweeting about your, your last appearance. Leave the memories oh alone. This could be your last appearance. Yeah, <laughs> this might be your last appearance because I think we're getting our intern next yeah. week. Uh oh! So, wow, you had a great run. What a yes. run! What a run! We'll have Any to talk fans <laughs> for the five words that I've said. We'll have to talk about all the memories that you've made uh, at the end of the show. Um, having Ricky Purden on this week in Marvel episode two seventeen was awesome. Please have him return. The issue based art talk was really interesting. Yeah, so I think Ricky should be our go to backup when one of us isn't here. Absolutely, he should be the Joan Rivers to our Johnny Carson. Hundred percent. Huge credit to Al Ewing and team for Ultimates 3. Al knows his Marvel lore. Gorgeous art by Mitografia, which is Kenneth Rockford. Wait. Yeah. Yes. Kenneth Rockford. So <laughs> that means Ultimates 3 is already out. Hooray. I read <laughs> We have it. learned. Yeah, I did too. We just didn't know when it was coming out. Thanks to This Week in Marvel, I have wishlisted Marvel Universe Avengers Infinite comic. I wouldn't have known it existed otherwise. Good. That makes me got. happy. Having listened to Tom Brevoort explain this, on This Week in Marvel, it makes sense. Big players for the main books, the others for tie-ins. Oh, that was for... Secret Wars? Secret Wars? Episode 219.5 with Joe Casada was great. Always love hearing Joe in interviews, and this one was both interesting and fun. Hmm. The news articles and interviews on Marvel.com are really useful for understanding the direction of new titles. Thanks. That made me smile. Ref Gemlin, 
80,000 twin points Whoa. for you. We're just 80,000. 2016 is the year we're just them out. giving them out. Yeah. We'll have to keep track of these at some point. Yeah. Well, maybe we should start to keep track of them. I don't think we've given out any of this this year. Right. So so far this year, 50,000 to who who's it? Daniel earlier. Willis. Daniel Willis who then lost 10,000 10, to 40,000. Yeah. Ref Gamlin's at 80,000. Yeah. Alexis, I task you with keeping track of these and l- giving these to our uh incoming intern. Yep. For her or him, her. So her. To, to all ladies this semester. Yep. Uh, to to keep track. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, all right. Ricky Williams says, listening to episode two seventeen. Every time Agent M calls Ricky Purden, I look up and realize that I'm not on the podcast. Hashtag damn. Hmm. That's great. Uh, Ricky says, watch The Force Awakens. I nominate Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, or Adam Driver for a point five episode. Yeah, we'll take any of them. I would and all of them. You know, whenever they, the home video, a home entertainment uh, promotional tour goes around, if they do something like that, I'm going to push jump for it. Jump on it. Yeah. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump, jump. Uh, Ricky says, reading Invincible Iron Man, uh, why can I not escape doom? No one can why escape Why would you doom. want to? Yeah. And now he's so dashing and no. just looks so smart in his suits. Uh, Ricky says... Uh, listening to this week of Marvel Coast to Coast, love it. Strami and Agent M had me cracking up. Strami, don't worry about the deep cut. Big fan here. Uh, and he says, uh, 12 of us said it before, saying it again, listener for life, uh, plus 2016 Captain America Civil War, what I'm most looking forward to. Good deciphering. Thank you, Ricky. I'll give you 10,000 twin points. Oh, wow. Yeah. 10,000 more for Ricky Williams. Yeah. Put so. it on the board. Yep. Got it. Clang. Simon Williams, Simon Sebs, my twim of the week is Mighty Thor number three. The fight with Lady Loki should have been longer, though. Where is Elijah Bradley? Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Hasn't shown up in quite some time. Um, that's that's one for the for the record books. Found this old Marvel ad. Who's the redhead between Conan and Dracula? Whatever happened to her? Let me take a look here. Conan and Dracula. Uh, man. Oh, on on the right side. Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't know that that's one of our characters. Uh, is that it's a new year it's like miss new year hmm so i think what she's totally nude yeah too. she's totally nude miss nude year miss nude year yeah give me one of these ben. Yeah, up top um yeah i don't think that's an actual character i think maybe it's maybe this was a new year's ad and they thought it'd be funny to instead of putting a baby in put a woman wearing you know, a sash she could have come from well she might have been from crazy or there's uh unless it's red sonia no it's not red sonia marvel maybe it was like an anthology book i'll say jennifer kale that's my go-to answer <laughs> sure tyler kelson says joe casada hey just heard you on this week in marvel loved it question any chance we will ever see agents of shield characters in the movies that's a question for joe yeah well so we le- probably shouldn't answer it yeah we'll let joe hopefully joe took care of it handle that one Tech Lord says, Secret Wars is finally out tomorrow. I can't wait, and yet I'll be so disappointed if I still have questions after it. Yee, well, we didn't get any more tweets, so presumably all your questions were answered. Good point. Uh, Lex, let us know. If you have questions, Yeah, we're happy to, to answer them. We'll do what we can, otherwise we'll dance around them. Yep. Uh, Zach Ritzman says, the last page of Deadpool number five is the best kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, and he says, thank you for the advice on Hitmonkey. Uh, without yous, I wouldn't have seen this beautiful showdown. He has a, a Hitmonkey page between uh, Hitmonkey and Bullseye, mm-hmm. which is terrific. Terrific. Uh, and finally, Zach says, Joe Casado on This Week in Marvel, good God, yes, such a good interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a 10,000 pinpointer right there. Oh, boy. 
getting sneaking in right before the bell to Zach Gritzman getting 10,000 twin points. Man, this leaderboard is lighting up it's, this year. It's anybody's game. Totally. Anybody's game. Ref Gamlin out in the lead with 80,000. Um, that other guy who got the Daniel, Willis. Daniel Willis. Daniel Willis, <laughs> 40,000. Then a lot of people with 10,000. Uh, it's wide open. We're just starting 2016, and it's going to be a humdinger. Yeah. Back to you, sports. <laughs> Alexis just paused it thinking I was throwing to the sports section the sports of the podcast, segment. which yeah. made me no. so happy. And with that, that is how Alexis leaves her mark on this Goodbye. week in Marvel forever. Uh, well, you will be working on some video stuff. Right? Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll probably have you back at some point. That is my forte. Yeah. Very good. That's where I belong. Cool. Um, all right, guys. So Read remember, Deadpool for next week. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to check in. What what do we have to? We have his first appearance as requested, nice. and the Circle Chase, the first Joe Maguire, 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 <laughs> Joe Mad uh, drawn series by Pavian these days. Very cool. I'm very five excited. big issues. Lots of fun. Reread that, and uh, yeah, next week. We're gonna have to record super early. I was gonna say, when are when are you here? I don't even know. Uh, I'm only here any, Monday. Any day I see you in the office is a pleasant surprise. Uh, Monday of next week. Okay. Um, maybe the Friday. Okay. Maybe I'll make, not. I'll make sure I read everything. Right I have the PDFs weekend. already, so I'm gonna be reading them periodically. I will week. maybe do the same because this weekend is my birthday, so I got a lot. Of stuff all right, happy on. birthday! And it's happy the Royal birthday. Rumble. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. It's it's all coming together. Time flies. Yep. This is Marvel. Your universe. Ha, ha, ha.